1: Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery. The SEC's Crypto Mom breaks from the pack. Good evening, I'm Mark Hochstein, and this is Late Confirmation from Coindesk, bringing you today's top stories. On today's program, a newly released transcript indicates that a heated debate over crypto has taken place inside the SEC. Bitcoin Cash celebrates its first birthday, and the splinter currency has seen a robust developers community built around it. And lastly, we'll speak with CoinDesk news editor Stan Higgins about his interview with the SEC's dissenting commissioner, Hester Peirce. But first, a word from our sponsor, Said Business School, the University of Oxford, Master of Financial Technology online with the 10-week Oxford Fintech program. Interacting with an international cohort of business leaders and over 60 guest experts, you'll gain a practical introduction to key financial technologies and their business applications. For more information, check out OxfordExecFintech.com. Securities and Exchange Commission member Hester Peirce has earned the nickname "Crypto Mom." and legions of new Twitter followers, after dissenting from the SEC's rejection of the Winklevoss brothers' proposed Bitcoin exchange-traded fund. But in an interview with Coindesk, Peirce said she simply believes the regulators shouldn't stand in the way of innovations. She said, quote, I'm not taking a view whether Bitcoin is going to succeed or fail. I'm excited by the fact that people are thinking of new ways to do things, unquote. You can read more from our interview with Peirce at Coindesk.com, and later in the program, I'll be talking to my colleague Stan Higgins about that interview as well. Separately, in a newly published transcript, SEC official Eric Werner highlighted an instance in which he walked into a heated discussion between the SEC chairman, Jay Clayton, and an unnamed attorney about cryptocurrency, stressing Clint Clayton's commitment to the issue in question. Werner said the discussion he walked into was around, quote, the legitimacy and viability of cryptocurrencies. As Clayton's SEC is among several US regulatory bodies taking a leading role in overseeing the crypto industry, particularly around initial coin offerings, or ICOs, his attitude towards cryptocurrency is obviously essential to the industry. And Clayton has remarked publicly on the technology in the past. During a hearing in February, he stressed the difference between cryptocurrencies and ICO-derived tokens that are securities. Happy birthday, Bitcoin Cash. Yesterday marked the one-year anniversary of the first block on the crypto protocol that split from the Bitcoin network, following an acrimonious debate over block size and the very purpose of Bitcoin. Now, as the fourth largest cryptocurrency by market value, Bitcoin Cash is said to have seen an influx of new projects, including social media and tipping methods, taking advantage of its larger block size. Over the course of the last few months, developers raised Bitcoin Cash's block size parameter from 8 megabytes to 32 megabytes, while Bitcoin's limit is still about 1 megabyte per block. The splinter currency's larger block size has made it possible to create apps such as social media platforms. Now, the idea of ICOs on Bitcoin Cash is on the table, as the mining giant Bitmain has released a proposal for adding a token mechanism to the blockchain. Yes, ICOs and Bitcoin Cash, together at last. The maximalists are going to love this. But Bitcoin Cash's birthday and its accomplishments will likely do little to impress its critics, who have spent the last year railing against the cryptocurrency. The controversy is bound to continue, and it will be interesting to see how these projects turn out. We'll be following these stories closely on Coindesk.com. The most influential conference in crypto comes to Asia this fall. Coindesk's Consensus Conference takes over Singapore on September 19th and 20th. Join more than 75 speakers and 50 sponsors for two days of powerful insights, industry announcements, and cross-industry networking opportunities. It's all happening in Singapore, September 19th and 20th. Register today at coindesk.com backslash events. Welcome back to Late Confirmation. This is Mark Hockstein for Coindesk. Now we're going to take a look at the Securities and Exchange Commission's recent decision to once again reject a proposal for a Bitcoin ETF that was proposed by Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss and specifically the dissenting opinion that was voiced by one of the members of the commission, Hester Pierce. Here to discuss the topic is our news editor at Coindesk, Stan Higgins, who recently interviewed Pierce. Stan, let's take a step back first. Why is there so much attention being paid to the whole subject of Bitcoin ETFs? Why does it arouse so much passion in the community and so much attention?
0: Sure. Great question. Um, I would just quickly clarify that it is uh, Hester purse is Peirce. Uh, how you pronounce the name Pardon there. me. Uh, yeah, no worries. Um, but I guess, you know, to answer your question, I think there's a lot of interest around this topic because... You know there there is definitely a fixation um, among some in the crypto community on you know the uh, these technologies becoming more mainstream, and I think that some look to uh, I guess to actually to use a, a term that um, Commissioner Peirce used, which was kind of an institutionalization, um, where basically you know you're, these are you know products that offer access to a market that you know some people may otherwise find difficult to enter, um, and I think in this case you know the ETF. You know, it, it offers, you know, potential access to a market that, you know, maybe for some investors, they may go further and actually participate in the spot market. Um, but otherwise, you know, these are basically, you know, new ways for entrants to kind of get in, get in on things. Um, but I think at a deeper level, there is like a, a, a focus on like legitimacy um, that a, a Bitcoin ETF is would be perceived as bringing. Um, whether or not other market actors see that as like a legitimizing factor, I guess, would remain to be seen. Um, but I do believe that that is part of the focus, is that people want to say, okay, this is a real thing, and an ETF would be a signifier of that.
1: So the SEC has yet to confer that kind of legitimacy, though, on on these products. Um, uh, recap for the audience uh, why they made that decision, at least in the case of the uh, the Winklevoss brothers and um, and 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 why did uh, Commissioner Peirce disagree with that decision?
0: Sure. Uh, so you know what the SEC said basically boiled down to a couple of things. A, um, as they had said back in March 2017, when SEC staff um, first rejected the proposal, and then Bats went back and said no, we'd like this reviewed, and then eventually it was you know reviewed by the commissioners, which you know led to last week's release. Um, but they honed in on a couple of things. First. Was the concern over manipulation in the spot markets? Um, you know, there is, and, and they kind of got into that a little bit more in their release from last week, where they basically said, you know, there is a a, uh, a lack of visibility into some of the spot markets that you know impact the price. And while Gemini, the exchange that the the, the ETF would actually be tied to, is a regulated exchange, is overseen by regulators in the U.S. Um, you know, it's not immune to price changes on other exchanges that aren't regulated. Uh, so that was one thing. And then there was also concern over the fact that there's no, um, they called it market surveillance agreements between, you know, the exchange that would be listing the ETF, BATS, BZX, um, and some of these exchanges. And, you know, it, both in her, her statement and, you know, in conversation with me, you know, Secretary purse you know, expressed that, uh, in her view, the SEC uh, was maybe digging a bit too deeply here, and that you know the maybe that that you know regulators shouldn't be in in the business of you know holding um, certain types of products to a, a higher standard than say other commodities. So you know for example, right?
1: right. Like do, do, are, the, are those are um, those do those issues come up with other types of commodities, and do like things like market surveillance? Like do you see that with? With, with other things precisely that are yeah and, and 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 her
0: contention was that um, you know this was something that that bats had looked at, and that if there were concerns over that you know that, that the spot market was being manipulated, you know they they could you know move to you know either suspend trading of the ETFs or you know do, you know, do something in response to that. Um, you know, her kind of like the, the, the bigger picture argument she was making was that, you know, the SEC's role shouldn't be, I think the word she used was gatekeeper, which I think was, was pretty key there, in that the SEC shouldn't be saying, oh, well, you know, these products can get through, but these ones can't. You know, in her view, the SEC should be about disclosure, it should, should be about information to investors, and that from that point, investors need to take the information they have and make a decision that would be, you know, best for them based on their analysis and their appetite for risk and etc., Um, And she had also expressed concern that um, decisions like last week's would also potentially put a damper on innovation in the market more generally, you know, not just for around cryptocurrencies and blockchain, but really just kind of any new technology that you know, maybe connected to uh, new new investment products for investors and securities, et cetera. Um, and she's earned a, a nickname for this. Yeah, there was uh, there, there was certainly a, a big swell uh, in support and certainly in her Twitter follower count. Um, you know, I think when I wrote my story the other night based on my interview with, with the commissioner, um, she was well north of 15,000 followers when I think at the beginning of July, she was, you know, somewhere like above 1,000 um, and it, that's definitely similar to um, what happened with uh, J. Christopher Giancarlo, the chairman of the CFTC, when after he had, you know, issued some, you know, what were perceived to be supportive comments before Congress in February, you know, he became known as Crypto Dad. So, um, but, you know, in yeah, conversation— you Now Hester Peirce is Crypto Mom. I, I, I guess that's what people are saying. Um, you know, and, I, and I, I brought this up to the commissioner, and you know, and she, you know, she commented that, you know, in in her remarks, she you know doesn't want to come across as that she is you know supporting Bitcoin or, or cryptocurrency or, or, or blockchain specifically, but just that she is you know excited and supportive of new technologies and that you know that's just sort of her general position to how the SEC should conduct itself. And you know, I think she also said that most of the people following her should not expect too many exciting things to come down the timeline, um, as she mainly tweets about I think what she characterizes boring regulatory things. So you know. Take that as you will.
1: And speaking of boring regulatory things, since there's really only one, it seems like there's only one, uh, at least from this situation, a fairly sympathetic ear on the SEC commission. Um, what is the prospect? Uh, what is the outlook for any future ETF, Bitcoin ETF proposal?
0: Well, I, th- I think this was something that... Um May not have fully wound up in my story, but it was something that the commissioner brought up: is that you know there are different people in the SEC, but you know on the staff side and also you know on the kind of the commissioner staff, um, each with different viewpoints, each who you know have the ability to make you know certain decisions within their positions. Um, so whether or not, um, and, and I'm, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, you know, I, I may be wrong here, but I, I believe that the decision um, on the you know uh, Vanek uh, Solidex ETF is going to be a staff decision. Um, whether they're going to approve it, I think, is certainly a big question. Um, I think it could be argued that the concerns that were raised, um, both by the staff last March and and again by the commissioners last week in regards to the Winklevoss ETF, I I think it remains to be seen whether those concerns have been addressed. And then, of course, I think it also it all it does also bear mentioning that. You know, the U.S. government is conducting an investigation, um, as reported, um, into uh, potential market manipulation. So to the extent that those concerns have been addressed and that the SVC would be more willing to kind of look past them in in approving one of these products, I I think certainly remains to be seen. Um, You just kind of kind of just have to wait and see on that one.
1: We'll be watching that story as it develops. Stan Higgins, thanks so much for your time.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Late Confirmation is brought to you by the Saeed Business School at Oxford University, where you can now study fintech entirely online. The 10-week program gives you the tools you need to build the future of transactions and commerce. You'll explore emerging technologies that will disrupt marketplaces and financial services and examine the state of the industry and plan disruptive entrepreneurial and intrapreneurial interventions. Throughout the program, You'll be exposed to key ideas, principles, and frameworks from the CEOs of leading startups, corporate leaders, and instructional leaders at the forefront of research in the space of future commerce and transactions. For more information, check out OxfordExecFintech.com. For more on today's stories, visit Coindesk.com. And of course, you can get updates all day on Twitter at Coindesk. And subscribe to our newsletters at Coindesk.com/newsletter. For Coindesk, I'm Mark Hockstein, and this has been Late Confirmation. Thanks for listening.
0: The Pod A Sonic Universe.